Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Homology Podcast, a weekly conversation with your HVAC team here at Vertex Mechanical. We're glad you've taken a few moments as part of your day to laugh with us, maybe learn something new, and be inspired. So is what you're saying, if you don't <laughs> like the questions that come in... That's right. We're going to just pass. Try again. <laughs> Great question. Don't have an answer. No. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> and it's the first monthly segment of Stump the Yunt. Here we go. And uh, hopefully you were able to join us on the first two reset podcasts here. And um, we're here with Vince Yunt, the president of Vertex and the smart one of the group. Oh, boy. And uh, Vince often gets in situations where unique questions are asked um, by homeowners, uh, by business owners that are saying, hey, my system is doing this, sounding like this, the whole thing is shaking, whatever yeah, it might right. be. And you're, you know, you're there to help navigate and kind of find out if there's a problem, if there's an issue. And we've been encouraging you and we'll continue to encourage you. If you have an, a unique question to ask, um, Vince, just send it to contact at vertex-mechanical.com. And we're going to get to some of those questions. Um, Vince, no doubt you've heard um, a broad spectrum of curious things. Can you think of so one many. random one just like that was like uh, that one? I just kind of cocked my head and said, huh, I don't know about that. You know, one of the things I get faced with, no, th there's none of those one-offs. Okay. Okay. I, I think that I've, I've experienced so many different ones. But the one that I think I get the most reaction out of yeah. is when I'm faced with somebody who has a, you know, they have this house and it's time for their, their new system to go in and their past system wasn't keeping up. It was, you know, hot on the second mm -hmm. floor and everybody else that they talk to, they come in, they're saying, Hey, make the system larger. It'll help. Right. Oh, Bigger yeah. is better. Bigger is always better. And then Vince comes into the picture That's saying, Oh no, actually I'm going to go the other direction. I'm going to actually make it smaller to make it more effective and work. And you want to talk about taking, you know, putting the brakes on everybody. That's yeah, where I'm like, hey, why don't we just show you to the front door here? We're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that happens. But, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting when you understand mm. the concepts on that. But yeah. I think that's probably the, the number one thing. I that bet you get a reaction people, from that. Absolutely. They shake their heads and just wonder. And well, Let's come back to that yeah. one someday because that one makes me wonder a little bit, right? <laughs> like, isn't a bigger system? Doesn't it do more? Doesn't it make, make more think. of something? Yeah, bigger okay. is always better. Well, speaking of making <laughs> something, that's the question for today, making something. So yeah. at my house, like many homes, we have a heat pump, yep. which is a forced air system. Correct. So I've got registers all around the house and air is coming out of that. Now we're entering heating season, which I don't know if you're like me, like I did delay that thing coming on <laughs> as long as I possibly can, which means you turn on the fireplace or something like that. But at some point I'm gonna turn it on. Right. And I have noticed that on my um, system that when the heat is turned on, my house feels comfortable. Right. But why does it feel like no warm air ever comes out of those registers? Like I, if it's heat, shouldn't it, shouldn't I feel that some way? So that seems like a little bit of a mystery to me. The heat's on, it doesn't feel warm. Right. So let me ask you this, because I have a question for you before I answer yours. Okay. And that is, so what's with the delay? Why not get this thing on? It's a little bit chilly this evening. Why not just turn it on? Why, why are you delaying on the turn on? What's well, scary about it? Isn't it money? <laughs> is <laughs> I it? I mean, I, th I think it's like, kids, 
bundle up, okay? <laughs> like 55 is not cold in the house. Okay, no, I, I don't ever let it go that cold. <laughs> um, but, but I think it's like, well, like it's going to cost a lot to right. turn this on. And it works so hard. It makes my bill go high. And so delay that as long as possible. Um, because in my mind, I'm thinking, again, it's doing something, performing some action. And like Correct. I can imagine, you know, a long time ago, if I had like an oil furnace, thinking, how much oil is this thing using to make right. a little bit of heat? So in my mind, I'm thinking, I just want to push this thing off as long as I possibly can by the fact that you asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the reason I asked the question is yeah. because usually the beginning of the season or yeah. when it's like, say, 50 degrees outside. Yeah. That is where a heat pump is running in its most efficient state. Like it is I making, see. it's going to make more heat. So the question you had about it feeling cool. Right. Well, the likelihood of it being warmer at that time you're at the register face is actually much better okay. than when it's 20 degrees out. And so, and then also the system's going to pick up more heat. So just to quickly explain yeah, how a heat do. pump works, yeah. you have that block outside, right? Right. That's, the, that's your outdoor unit. And I hear it coming on. It turns right, on. Right, right. So you hear it come right. on. So what's happening is the fan's blowing air over a coil, yeah. which has refrigerant in it. Yeah. So there's heat in the air outside. Even at 10 degrees outside, there is heat in the air, sure. obviously. There's not as much heat in right. the air at 10 degrees as there is 50. Mm -hmm. But at 50, okay. there's a ton of heat in the air. And so picking that heat up is very easy. I see. And very efficient. Got it. Therefore, it's going to be very good. And what happens over the course of the season, as it gets colder outside, it's picking up less heat. And the actual efficiency of the heat pump, I don't care if you put an 18 sear or a really high-end furnace or a heat pump in. It drops in efficiency as it gets colder outside. It just does. Now, mm -hmm. our inverters, that's a whole different technology. I'm not going to get into that. But um, the, the thing is, is that um, as that temperature drops outside, the face of the register also drops. Okay. However, we're comfortable. We're at 98 degrees, right? Yep. So for us to feel something warm, it has to be warm to 98 degrees. I see. But your thermostat on the wall, what do you set that for? 72, maybe? So not like 101? No. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not. So, uh, you know, the, the thing is, the air coming out of that register is probably yeah. like mid-80s. Okay. But it's also moving fairly fast. It is. And obviously, yeah. the faster we move the air, the cooler it feels. So okay. um, one of the bad raps that heat pumps got back in the 80s when they came out mm -hmm. is the fact that, you know, it feels cold, it feels drafty, and my utility bills are super high. Well... A lot of that had to do with us installers. Oh. I have to take the, I have to admit on this one that, you know, we were installing gas furnaces, oil furnaces, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're introduced to this heat pump technology. Right, sure. And we are all about moving a lot of air. And so we, and we don't care. I mean, you sitting on your lounge chair in the living room yeah. reading your paper, and well, I that chill. oil furnace <laughs> sitting right beside you, that hot air coming over right. felt good. That was nice. Well, then I try to replicate that with a heat pump, and now not you're feeling 80-degree so air and not so much, yeah. and you're feeling drafty and cold. Damn. The thing is, I'm still making it 70 degrees on the wall. Got it. So, you know, a lot of things, a lot of factors are coming into play there. So in a, a good design, first of all, designing that I'm not putting it right beside where you're sitting. That's yeah. an important piece of that puzzle. But also in just making sure that we have things sized right, yeah. that it continues to run, and, and it does its job. So when it does its job... It does so efficiently, but I have this kind of nagging fear that come cold winter weather, whatever, that that outdoor unit, which you described, that's sitting out there with the fan running over coils, that it never stops. Oh. And, I, and, yep. and my concern is that I get my utility bill then. I'm like, what? How did it, like, it, am I, um, 
mistaken in that fear that, that it's doing it inefficiently, when it gets super cold. Help me understand, help me overcome some of my fear about the heat pump and thinking that thing's always going and it's never stopping and it must be just costing me everything. All right, so there, there's a couple points I'm going to make on this okay. to try to explain it because that's a loaded question. There's a lot of ways to answer, but I'm going to keep it simple on this. So um, a lot of people worry about their unit running a lot. Yeah. Uh, what I'll say to that is this. So I equate a unit running a lot to a four-cylinder car on the highway. Once you get the kinetic energy up and you're on the highway sure. and you're just driving along, it takes very little energy to keep you up speed. Right. It takes the energy to get you to speed. Got it. Well, heat pumps That's the good. same way. So when it shuts off mm -hmm. and then five minutes later comes back on, it's sort of like you hitting a red light. Yeah. You're going to use That's your helpful. brakes. You're going to use more throttle. You're going to use more gas. Okay. Right. So starting and stopping okay. is the equivalent of you running through town versus a highway. So look at it from that standpoint. Long mm -hmm. run times are actually, I don't want to call it saving you money because it's still turning your utility bill. But that's really helpful though because I even think like my vehicle has like the, the eco mode. Right. So if I am on the highway, I see like, oh, I just dropped four cylinders. It doesn't need Correct. that right. to continue at the same pace. Right. That's really great. Same, same place. And and so I don't get concerned okay. uh, when somebody calls and says my unit's been running all the time. What I do get concerned on is my utility bill went up to hundred bucks, you know, this month. Sure. Okay. Then I want to find out what's going on. Sure. Uh, because there could be something else. So heat pumps, what scares the tar out of everybody is when they see the little red light come on of the thermostat, which means the auxiliary, auxiliary heat, heat came on, right? Yep. And you will see that. The sure. heat pump uh, in its design um, is, again, we're trying to create the best of both worlds by having a unit that does heating and cooling. Yeah. The thing is, when you're trying to do the same thing that are very opposites yeah. uh, out of the same piece of equipment, mm -hmm one's going to need some help. And for a reference point, we're in Pennsylvania. So you might be watching Correct. this a different state. That's right. But we're in Pennsylvania where winters can get down into the single digits. Yep. And the summers can get into the upper 90s. Yep. So we have a pretty broad, very broad seasonal uh, temperature change. Exactly. So with that said, you know, and as I mentioned earlier, is that that outdoor unit is getting less efficient the colder it gets. Well, guess what? Yeah. Your house needs more heat the colder it gets, right? So sure. you're actually you're kind of going the wrong direction both both ways at there. the same time yeah. and so that's where the auxiliary heat comes on sure. you, you blink that thing on the thing is it coming on is not a bad thing it's a comfort thing and in yeah. that moment yes it is costing you more money than you know, ever did before mm -hmm. uh in its operation sure. but it's not it, it's no worse than if you had electric baseboard in your house sure that makes so sense. it's it's not a terrible thing and we try to we really try to tell people to, to just not pay attention to that. Now, if you have all of a sudden a massive spike and there's no real difference in weather, it's time to call your heating guy out because maybe something's wrong with the outdoor unit and now the auxiliary heat's coming on more often than it should, which is all of a sudden going to spike yeah. your utility bill on a regular basis. Yeah. So if it just happened to be a stinking cold month and all mm -hmm. of a sudden your average temperature was down 20 degrees this month which is normal, significant. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna. You can show me that utility bill, and I'm not gonna be at all alarmed. Right. But if it was all of a sudden a mild month, just like last month, and all of a sudden the utility went up 100 bucks. Yeah. I have questions. Okay, that's really helpful. Yep. Remind me, we're gonna come back to a question about that. Um, I was in a home, um, oh, 15 years ago, I guess, and uh, we had geothermal, mm -hmm. and I was so excited about it, and I remember my heating bill being close to $500 the first month that I was in it. <laughs> Something was wrong. Yes, I would think. Yes, we'll come back to that <laughs> Either one. Either that or, or you had a 7,000 square foot house. <laughs> no, I don't know which. It was which, a duplex. <laughs> so no, it was not. 
Um, but let's come back to that because yeah. I think that'd be an interesting conversation to have as well. But thank you for answering our initial questions here today sure. on Stump the Yunt. And if you have questions, you're going to send them to contact at vertex-mechanical.com. And we're going to do this every month, so keep your questions coming in, and we'll hopefully be able to address some of the ones that you have or that you're experiencing uh, in your home. So thanks, Vince, for that. Absolutely. I appreciate your wisdom, and that was a really helpful perspective, especially the whole driving thing, and that was great. Thanks. You know, I love using car analogies. Everybody has a car, and everybody yeah. understands how it works. Yep. If I can equate it to a uh, car analogy seems to click. You used a word also that I wrote down. I was like, we're going to come back to this word too. I won't tease you with it now, but you used something. I think I don't have that in my car and I don't know what it does. So we're going to need to go back <laughs> and visit that definition because perhaps you're like me and I'm still learning all the different terms associated yeah. with the HVAC industry. And so when Vince says this specific word, I'm like, what does that one mean? <laughs> anyway, so thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, Don Mumaw will be here with us. We're, he's our operations manager here at Vertex. Great. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about filters and some funny stories even related to <laughs> filters, which I know, don't get me wrong, it doesn't sound that exciting, <laughs> but it really is. It's an important topic because you all have them. Absolutely. And they don't all do the same thing equally. They really don't. So join us next week on the Homology Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. As always, we hope you enjoyed your time with us and you'll return again next week. And if you need to get a hold of us, just visit vertex-mechanical.com to call or email.